hey, howdy, hey. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Texans, Texans Take. All righty, we are back. It's been a beautiful day. It has. A very nice day. And oh, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't been outside. Yeah. I, I figured it was a beautiful day by looking out the window and then noticing that um, I was really like the temperature was starting to. Well, that's such a shame that you haven't been outside. I haven't um, either. Yeah. But it's still a beautiful day. Yeah. Just walking from the car to in here was nice. Yeah, it was. And I think by, by the time I got out of work, there was a breeze already kind of in the air. So uh, it was probably a little nicer for me than maybe anybody who was out midday. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's definitely a windows open day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for driving the car around. Oh yeah, absolutely. just means you have to turn your music up a little bit more. But who complained about that? Uh, not me. Not me. Not me. Yes, indeed. So, uh, tell me, Brig, what is that box <laughs> behind me? I must know. Yeah. So that's a that's a nice little story. So um, we have time. Our, our, yeah. We and I have wine. Our, so our dryer has not been operating at full capacity. And what's really funny is I think this this is something that like starting startlingly I kind of laughed at and semi hated at the same time. The dryers haven't worked properly. Period. Since I got rid of mine, I don't think the first one, and then I got the one from your parents. Yeah, and I don't know that it ever worked like it should have. I think it's been a problem for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. And see, what I also came to is I don't use dryer sheets or anything, and everyone else around here does. I don't use dryer sheets. Yeah. So, well, everyone else really around here, like you can tell when people are doing clothes here in the, uh, in the neighborhood because it just the, the it just smells like dryer sheets outside yeah why don't you use dryer sheets oh because i i don't like the chemicals yeah. at all yeah that's the, i keep hearing that the chemicals and stuff in dryer sheets are really, really yeah they're bad. horrible they really like if you have skin problems they're not ideal okay okay we're, we're gonna do that that's i see my bad um so finally Alyssa was like look it's taking too long to dry clothes um I need to figure out why I'm just going to take apart the dryer. I was like, okay, well, and she started taking it apart like on an evening when we were watching a movie and I was like, just, just do it. Like when, when you're here and you've got some time and whatnot. And so she did. And midday I got a a text of, um, I figured out why the dryer wasn't working. I was like, great. This is going to be a good story. And she sends me a picture of a bird's nest and five eggs. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm waiting. So I then asked her, I was like, okay, what's, where what's was that? That's with the eggs. It was in the wall. And I, I assume, see, there's a little flap out there. And I just naturally assumed that the bird probably chose our house because we don't use dryer sheets. And Maybe. so it's genuinely just recycled air versus chemicals. But I'm wondering if that has not, that nest has not been there since like everybody moved out. Oh, I wonder if this is why none of the dryers have been working properly. Like there's just this permanent bird's nest in there on on rent. I, I you got some cardinal out there who's just renting it out to other birds. I, I don't know. I don't know. But so then the same birdie family. So then Alyssa, I, I don't know. OK, I, don't, I know some do return to nests, but it's rare. Well, um, but if it's undisturbed, then it might. And it was definitely undisturbed because there's a flap there, you know? Yeah. So you wouldn't know it was there unless you had problems or because you can't see it from the outside. Yeah. 
So she has now, uh, she being Eliza, has decided that we are going to incubate uh, these these eggs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so how long is that going to last? Yeah. Oh, we'll know by the end of the month. <laughs> so we'll know by the end of the month if they're even going to hatch, okay? Theoretically, if they hatch, what are we doing? Oh, it'll be, you know, two to three weeks, and then they learn how to fly. I'm going, you're going to you're gonna teach the birds to fly, too? How uh, is she? I mean... Pictures of airplanes. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what I had going through my mind. But then, and and then she comes up with, "Oh, well, they'll learn on their own." Okay. I'm going. Oh my gosh. Oh, this this sounds this sounds ridiculous. It's hilarious, but it it very much sounds. It's. Uh, I want to be here for this. <laughs> so I want to see her push him off the porch. <laughs> Fly, little bird. P- p- push him off the um the counter. Just like oh. Um, no, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting. So anyway, Did you ever I, see that movie? I think it's called fly away or something like that. Fly away home. I forget yeah. Yeah. Home. But the, the, um, the, girl the geese, the, the geese. Yes, yeah. Yes, fly yes. away home. Yeah. It's got the same girl that plays as what's her name and X-Men. Yeah. She played in, what was it? True blood where she played the vampire. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Actually a really good actress. Um, but yeah, no, she, yeah, that, that was actually, that was a really good movie. Yeah. But uh, I really don't want Cardinals imprinting. I'm I'm good. Right, right. Um, and see, I I don't have this all powerful heart for nature. I just don't. I was not given that gift, thankfully. Because my first thought is, let's just set them outside, and like if she Let comes back, she comes. Course. Yeah, she comes back. She comes back. She doesn't. That's too bad. I mean, survival of the fittest, and it's not my fault they weren't fit. I mean. She should have been the the mother should have been smarter than to put the nest in my house. Right. I mean, that seems like a logical execution of nature that that did not go over well uh, in the conversation. Like a natural execution of nature. That was good. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you, you don't uh, and, and see what the, the argument that I was kind of using with Alyssa. And, and so there is in Texas, it's a, it's an. I'm not. I don't know the invasive species, but they are. Uh-huh. They are very bad for all birds. I, I think it is an invasive species. I don't think they're from here. Who? Uh, cowbirds. Cowbirds. Oh. So cowbirds are a very interesting bird. What they will do is they will go and they will find you a. Say this slowly. This is a cowbird. Cowbird. Yeah, they're called okay. cowbirds. And they will go and find a nest. Do they moo? I've, I've never seen one moo. They will find a nest that is occupied by. It's usually a robin or something of that nature, uh, where it's off the ground. They don't yeah. do they don't do ground nesters. Yeah. But what they will do is they will lay their eggs in someone else's nest. Yep. And then as their those babies that they they essentially just kill off the survivors by pushing them out of the nest as the yeah they, they get older you know and as as they hatch because their gestation period is like not as long as most. Yeah. And so they'll hatch and they'll they'll literally just either eat the remainder you go. or push them out. Yeah. And so like my grandfather used to sit off the porch and shoot them. Dang. Just like as he saw them, they were gone because he liked watching his birds and he didn't enjoy didn't what, like the cowbirds they, in they there. They weren't pretty birds. They're yeah. just not. Um, they're, they're in simulation and probably size to yeah. like a raven. They're, yeah. they're not small birds. I think we've talked about, you talked about this, like, I think a little over a year ago, one of the early on podcasts. Yeah. Cowbirds yeah. is good. And yeah. so 
I am I'm kind of like I feel very Calbertish right now. Like you know, they built their you know I, I feel like the opposing like the Cardinals are the ones that came in as the yeah when they start pushing you know the you kids know, out they, they brought <laughs> they brought their home into my home and I did not like sign off and give permission yeah so I feel like their their bad decisions are not my fault yeah yeah but as just like the glass that I got, my good friend Josiah said, uh, "Bad decisions make great stories." They they do, and apparently, <laughs> I, apparently I'm I'm uh, I'm in on this for the next two months, whether I like it or not. Ah, uh, whether you so. like it or not. Well, I I I guess I guess guest station will find. They, they out. may just disappear one day, and I will know nothing about it. Like maybe you had a pretty good like. What three or four eggs for breakfast? They weren't yeah, very big, exactly, but they were full exactly. of nutrients. Um, <laughs> they were succulent. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, or I actually knock over the box, and oops, there goes the. There goes the <laughs> eggs. The cardinal. I, sh- I should have let you pick up the box. You really shouldn't do that, though. You really Coming actually have to take. You have to take absolute perfect care of these little bird eggs because these is the state bird of North Carolina we're talking about. What's really funny is they're not protected because I looked them up. I was like, because if they're protected, um, the bird reserve here in North Carolina is actually required to come pick them up. If they're protected, they'll come pick up the, um, the eggs and stuff. Unfortunately, they're not unless, and I have never heard of this, but unless they are a yellow cardinal, they need a life insurance policy and I'm going, yeah, right. They should be protected. I'm sitting here going, I've never even seen a yellow cardinal. And I was Wait, like, how, how, what is how a yellow you know? cardinal? And so, and Alyssa's the only thing like, I have in my mind is it's like, impossible to tell if it's a yellow cardinal or not because the eggs look the same. Well, well, that's a big fat help. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, that's all we're dealing with right now is the eggs. Huh. The only thing I can think of when I think yellow cardinal is Woodstock from Charlie Brown. I, mean, I don't think could. he's a cardinal. I mean, I can I can look up what a yellow cardinal looks like right here. Though, on. if you see if you see those little cheapy cheeps over there playing with the dog, then you know that you have a Woodstock. <laughs> huh? Wow, that's a yellow cardinal is in fact exactly what it is. It's a yellow cardinal. It is literally a yellow cardinal. Oh my gosh! I have never seen one of these. I um, didn't know. I, what what is it like a recessive gene or something? I don't know. Um, that's kind of what I'm. That's interesting. Looks like it's. Uh, well, it it probably would not be here, because uh, if it was here, it would be like an invasive species. They are natives to Brazil. Oh, so these are the South American cousins of the red right, cardinal or right. the cardinal cardinal. Okay, I mean, it's still. That's, I. That's honestly pretty cool looking. It is. I, it looks great. I've I've never seen one. It's a yellow so. bird. Well, it's mostly yellow, somewhat yellow. It's got yellow bits, a lot of yellow. Huh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, a yellow cardinal. Ah. So, um, how about that? How about that? Well, we're going to take a break right here, and we will be right back. All right, we are, we are back. back. Or if you say, I know you just said drawers. That's like, have you ever heard Alyssa say drawers? 
She probably doesn't say drawers. She probably says drawers. Yes, that's exactly. Drawers. drawers. Yeah, drawers. 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 Okay, it's I've heard, drawers. Okay, so there's two ways that I've heard. I've heard it. Drawers, and then that's drawers. 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 Yeah. yeah it's yeah, in yeah. your drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm and going... I, I've heard other types of drawers. They're like drawers. And I'm I'm wondering if the drawers is a little bit more of a Texas thing because there's some people in there. You know what? It's a crazy thing. A lot of times you're like, a Texas accent sounds like X, Y, and Z, which is true. But it's like when you're saying an Irish accent sounds like. It's it's funny that you're talking about that. I was watching a video earlier. Yeah. Uh, it was Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. Val Kilmer. And he was talking Val. about how he came up with. Uh, somebody asked him how, how he came you... up with Doc Holliday's voice. Booyah. And he said, well, that's actually a really funny story. He said, because I didn't know. What I wanted to do, he said, but I did want to sound like a um, kind of a Southern aristocrat. And he did a and he said the problem with that is, is it's kind of a dead dialect. It is. It's very dead. He said, so I, I contacted a dialect coach that, you know, we use um, on, on has been used in many sets. And he laughed at me when I asked him that. And he said, I'm just going to send you a, a, a tape. Yeah. And he said, I, I, he said, I'm going to try to do this without laughing because I still remember all of the tape and, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's comical, but it's also serious. He said it was very much like, you know, how were you doing today? He said, everything the guy said was extremely slow, elongated. And one sentence took like three minutes. He was like, and I just I'm had that tape. going down to the yeah. road to get to my car. Exactly. Go grab me a seagull. And so he said, I just had that on repeat. And uh, by the time it came time to shoot, I, he said I was using it every day. It That's was awesome. it was my voice. That's awesome. And he was like, so by the time I got to uh, got to actually. Uh, apparently they had, I, I guess, traded directors uh-huh. midstream on that because the director, who was also the screenwriter, had never done a movie with so much dialect, yeah. like so much uh, monologues and other things. And so, oh, oh, for, oh, you mean so much dialogue? Dialogue. That's yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah. I said dialect, and I was like, "That's wrong." Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so he didn't quite know how to do it, so he actually brought somebody else in who did more of those type of movies. Okay. okay. And that's what they ended up coming with. Oh, that's cool. Um, so he said, "Yeah, that's that's how I I created." He said, "I have you know." And that's why we come out with uh, Doc Holiday the way we know it. Yeah. <laughs> I got two guns, one, one for the for each of you. Oh, that whole I don't think I could bear. It I just don't we think I friends. could bear it if we weren't friends. <laughs> oh, John Ringo. <laughs> Does this are mean we cross? Are we cross? Does this mean we're not <laughs> friends anymore? You know, honey, I just don't know if I could bear it if we weren't friends. And we, I need to watch that. He, movie he is. Again. So, it's so sad what's happened to him. I know. I know. So they've actually. It's actually really interesting. They have. Um, I watched the, one of his most recent movies. I say most recent. I, I watched it when I found out he was in it, and I was like, this is going to be interesting, because obviously I know he doesn't have a voice. Yeah. And so they did something really cool, is they actually, they had, they, they essentially did a voice double. Did they have a Val Kilmer 
voice actor. Yeah, they had a speaking Val for Val Kilmer. Yes, that is awesome. Um, and that was his voice. And it, it, what's funny is it kind of sounded like what you would expect an old gravelly Val Kilmer to sound like. That's actually really cool. Um, he's try. They're trying to. They've it's, worked it's, out a program. It's kind of like in some of these movies where the actor dies halfway through, and they have to use a Something, devil yeah. that looks just like him. Well, they've got uh, they created a and they actually had a like a USA Today or America's whatever, whatever one of those morning talk shows are, Coffee with America or whatever. Yeah. Um. And they've created somebody created and like an AI speaking, and it's actually Val Kilmer's voice. No way. Yeah, they created it from all of his younger oh, movies wow. and everything. So they put his his voice together, and he can actually use a computer to speak with his voice. Can you? Program it to sound like Doc Holliday. I mean, you might be able to. Freaking cool! But um, he's actually in the new Top Gun, right? Oh yeah. So I can't wait to see. Apparently, he has a very limited role. Yeah. Um, just because of that. Yeah. And I don't think they wanted to do the voice double thing, and because uh, they originally weren't going to have him on, he actually he was doing an interview and he said, "I kind of begged." He was like, "That was one of my favorite roles," and he said, "Which is really funny now because I hated the role when they gave it to me. Uh, the only reason I even accepted it was because I had a contract with the studio that was doing it, and so I kind of had to do so many roles a year with them, and it was right. close to the end of the year, and I hadn't fulfilled that." Uh, he says, well, "That's kind of the only reason I took it was because the studio doing it uh, had me under contract." That's cool. He said, I thought it was a silly, stupid idea. You know, I had no hopes for it. <laughs> He's like, I did not like Tom Cruise. Yeah. He said, I, 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 the only enjoyment he got out of the movie was like being the antagonist to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right, there's, there's that. Because he, he apparently intentionally built animosity off, off, off screen, screen to so build it up on each screen. other. Yeah. That's so good. He like intentionally like would, would tick people off that like Tom Cruise and that would get back to Tom Cruise. And then, so he would secretly hate Val Kilmer offset. And then on set, it was just like getting revenge. It's called method acting. Yes. <laughs> Dang. That's yes. Cool. Um, another one that recently did that totally off topic, but, uh, um, uh, Bened Benedict, uh, Cumberbatch. Yeah. He did that in one of his most recent movies with Kirsten Dunst. He had like he he purposely would insult her and stuff off stage because their characters were supposed to actually hate each other on like loathe each other. Yeah. And so he was like, honestly, I kind of hated doing it, but he said she was too nice. Oh, he said I needed I her up a little bit. I needed her not to like me, otherwise her character would not be what it should be. Yeah. And he said, so I, I had to. He was like, afterwards, I, I really, uh, I was very apologetic, but you know, at the time, she just thought he was being a jerk the whole time, throughout all of the filming of this movie. Yeah. And then afterwards, he comes back like, I'm sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> like, like that. I'm actually a nice guy. Yeah, actually a nice guy. But I know you hate <laughs> me now, so sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's what he said. He thought, he's like, I'll never have a relationship with her now. But I mean, that's one of those things that it was, it was necessary um for the the role yeah you know you remember when we went to that brewery uh it was Bearwater brewery out in i think is it canton it's canton, yeah, it's canton. Right? and it's a really nice place i don't know if it's as nice now as it used to be because they had a big big rain flooded the river flooded Bearwater brewery and a lot of the well, rest uh, of the place philip said he's been out there and it's still and a pretty I, good place well i know that they've they've they put everything back the way it was before as far as i know so hopefully it's just as good as it was before because that was like, in all honesty, in place. all honesty, they're 
Well, their beer was okay. But their, their beer ex- is not the experience. The best was in the area, but the experience is incredible, and their beer is plenty good enough, right? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, on the way there, we were taking Brig with us just because it's a forty-minute drive out there, right? Yeah, it was. It was you know, not... it's, you got to spend. You got to put away the whole evening for this, and it's worth it, you know. Uh, most breweries we go to will go in the late evenings. We only spend an hour or so there. Right. Or we'll go to a couple of different breweries. You know, we'll Over the course of the one, evening. We'll go another one and then another one. A couple hours later, you go home. With this one, it's like it's the whole evening. Got to spend right. the whole evening there. But they have lounge. They have upstairs, they have upstairs downstairs. Lounge. Yeah. They have fantastic food. They've got waiters and waitresses that literally wait and wait on you. And they've got an outdoor experience, too. They come and too. find you. Yeah. I mean, they roam around, and they're like, oh, you're sitting here on the lounge chair look enjoying that. a beer. You look like you could use another beer. Can I interest you in fries? Can I interest you in a yeah. burger? They have so much good food, and they will find you, and they will make you feel at home, and they deserve every bit of a tip they get. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have, I don't know a brewery where you can go and they will literally come find you, you and they down. go. Oh, by the way, would you like? Uh, would you like another one? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's so great. And on top of because uh, usually you go to the bar and say I want something else, and they're just yeah. like, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad to help. This place, they're like, you know, uh, they're going out. They're going of out their of their way. way. For it. Yeah. But they also have like you know big big piece chests. They have. A river, oh, I forgot about they that. They have a river there, so you can just stand there and watch it. I mean, obviously, the place flooded. Uh, they got fire pits. So you could just light a fire and just enjoy well, they it. They had fire pits. I don't know if they still do. I don't know if they still do. <laughs> um, but also, it's just a great place. They got outdoor seating. It's just very nice. Uh, but anyway, on the way there, we took Brig with us. And Brig had just mentioned Doc Holliday and how much he loves Val Kilmer's voice in that movie. Because it's probably the most. I mean, I, I know a lot about Doc Holiday because it's probably my. Favorite. I had watched the movie the, like the night before, wasn't the it? night before, yeah, something like that. I just had the most crisp, the most amazing, the most perfect Doc Holiday voice, and I can actually say this and pat my back because as soon as I said something, Brig goes, ah, "Dang it, your Doc Holiday is better than mine." I know. <laughs> I was like, "That's." I was like, "That was really good." I was like. Well, now, <laughs> and so anyway, I just spent the whole evening talking like Doc Holiday. Well, whenever we went to the brewery, I continued talking like Doc Holiday, and people standing around, the bartender, everybody just thought that I was the coolest beans in town. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. Somebody was talking to me, they're just like, "Where are you from? You sound amazing." I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, it's, it's kind of like he said in that interview. It's, it's a dead dialect, you know. It's something yeah. that no one, I know, no one speaks. I know like two that. people that speak like that. And when I say like that, I don't mean like Doc Holliday. I mean in that regal Southern aristocratic. Yeah. One is Rob Jones. Oh has yes, an aristocratic Texas voice. And it does. It's so good. Rob you have to make Jones. fun of it. You got to make fun of it. It's so unique you know i mean you can't help i probably still have that voicemail oh he, he yeah. left me a voicemail yeah. yes this is rob this jones is rob jones and that's how you would always answer his phone this is rob jones speaking you know yeah like there's extra syllables in that word and they don't go there he is a he's i mean unique is not a strong enough word for him he's interesting uh, he's interesting for sure and you either just Love him to pieces, or you just want to stab him in the back. And there are some people that are kind of mixed in between, but most of them are more the latter. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, he's he's uh, he's a really neat guy, and he he likes to carry a cigar with him. Two in the, he used to carry two in the pocket and one in the mouth. 
Now, he would go into buildings where they did not allow smoking, and they'd be like, sir, you can't smoke that here. And he says, oh, that's all right. I don't smoke it. I just like to chew on it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, well, I mean, I mean, if you're not lighting it, you're fine. He's like, all right, fine. And so anyway, yeah, boy, and he, uh, uh, you know, oh, yes, yes. Oh, boy. I mean, he just... He's got such a unique voice. The other one that I can think of is um, uh, Richard Richard Hines. Now that one is now Richard Richard Hines is a very aristocratic Southern voice. He does have, and I would be darned if he didn't spend most of his childhood or or, uh, early adulthood uh, fostering that voice. And I'm not doing him justice at all. My brother Robert is a fantastic uh, Richard Hines. Um, I have to get. For any accent that I do, he is I, kind of a Southern aristocrat. Though. He really yeah. is, actually. I think he was in this in the Senate, the South Carolina Senate, um, and uh, you know, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a definitely an aristocratic figure in uh, South Carolina, right? And so he's he definitely uh, has the right voice for the part, and he, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, Robert does a better voice than him. I mean, not a better voice than him, but a better voice of him than I I can do. A better usually. a better version of him. A better interpretation. Right. That's a good word. Interpretation. Uh, and I can generally do a fantastic uh, impression of somebody and do their voice pretty much spot on to where some people think that I am actually that person. It's happened <laughs> before, but and it's usually spontaneous, but it has a half life. You know, it has a half life. If you start doing too much, it becomes not if I not if I do it too much. If I do it too little, if it's been too long, yeah. But if I talk to them recently, give me about ten minutes, and bam, 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 I just sound yeah. exactly like them. Uh, my friend Jeff Mabrito has a very particular way of talking, and uh, you know, he's from Texas. Also, he does have a very particular way of talking. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a laid back Texas voice. It is, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, He's very, yeah. You know, he kind of gets that. It's like for sure, soft and smooth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I use the word for sure. He would say like, I don't know. What he'd say. Well, he used that several times the other night. Oh, when did was, he? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, well, there you go. He used that term. Oh well, for sure. You know, um, and so he's he's got kind of this laid back. You see, know. I, I I use the word you know. He would use for sure. Oh, for did, sure. And I, it may have been just like a fact that I had said it, and then he said it after that because Maybe, we were I drinking. I, I don't know, but I do remember him saying that, yeah. which is why when you said that, I but was like, but the thing oh. is, is, I went skiing with him for an evening. Oh, I can't imagine him skiing. That's fun. Oh, he's so much fun. He's he he's actually a pretty good skier. Is he? I, yeah, I, yeah. I that he's the one that introduced me to skiing. That oh, I thought Martin introduced me. No, 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 no. It's Jeff Mabrito. I was the first one to go skiing out of all the Lions and Pains. First. That's crazy. I, I didn't do a it's hard job, to see. Well, kudos to Jeff. First. I didn't see him doing that. And, yeah, actually, well, it's a funny story because I was probably about fifteen. I'm too afraid to die. Fifteen or I sixteen. Heck, I might have been I might have been like fourteen. I don't remember. But um, anyway, Jeff came to visit for for one of the weekends, or might have been an extended stay or something. Right. But anyway, uh, he was like, "Hey, Stuart, you wanna you wanna go you wanna go skiing with me? It'd be I think it'd be a really good day to go skiing." And I was like, uh, "Yeah, but sure, Jeff, I'd love to. That sounds good." And he asked around to see if anybody else wanted to go skiing, and everybody else was coming. No. Well, the funny thing is, is if I had known, if I had actually understood what he said, because he did say skiing, but I my puny little brain heard skating i heard skating and i was like 
ice skating. Gosh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, Jeff was actually said, you know, halfway there, he was just talking about skiing and, you know, boy, I really like skiing. It's a lot of fun. It's really relaxing going down the hill, you know? And, um, and when he said going down the hill, you were like, Oh wait, what? And I was just sitting there like going over this in my mind. I didn't say anything. I was just like, Skiing, not skating, skiing. Oh no, what have I got myself into? Oh. So anyway, I know exactly what we're doing by the time we get there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, that was my first time skiing. It went really well. It went terribly actually. But by the end of the day, I went down without falling over. Yeah, I, um, see, see, the problem with me skiing is I, I know there's like little chance of death. You'll just be maimed. And I'm not sure that I'm okay with the maiming. Um, if it yeah. was like sudden death, uh, it's it, it's probably. I think that's why. At least you won't suffer. I think that's why skydiving doesn't scare me that much because if something you happens, win or you lose, there's no in if between. If something happens, I, I won't remember it. So right, right, <laughs> it's fine. Um, they'll be but, they'll be selling a uh, a parachute <laughs> on eBay. It'll be uh, uh, used once, n- <laughs> never opened. <laughs> Small blood stain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, that's probably why it doesn't scare me very much. But I tell you what, we're going to take a break right here. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. All right. Yeah. Well. So talking we- about... Loaded questions. Well, I was going to say, talking about <laughs> accents and impersonations and stuff like that, it's really cool because when you talk about somebody, when you impersonate their voice, sometimes there's a lot of mocking. Sometimes there's a lot of admiration. Yeah. Um, what, 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 is the, what is the saying? It's, um, uh, it's not impersonation. It's something, something is the, the surest form of uh flattery or it's like impersonation is a sure is, is the like copying yeah uh, i'm butchering it every one of y'all are, every one of y'all out there is probably like hey, got it. i've he heard it before it but you I, I just know you are butchering it yeah i'm butchering <coughs> it i'll think um, of it later but anyway it's imitation imitation is the surest is the the surest form of flattery i think that's it yeah something like that um his most genuine form. I'm going to look it up. Cause I, I, I'm... please do. I feel it's on the tip of my tongue and I can never remember it. Imitation is the sincerest form of. Yep. You're close. Yeah. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Hey, got it. Yeah. True, true, true. Imitation Facts. is the most is the sincerest form of flattery. Anyway, all that to say, um, there's a lot of that that goes on with Christians. You have a lot of people that imitate Christians. You have a lot of people that um, they admire Christians, right? And they, oh boy, I'm about to sneeze here. Uh, you 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 take off. Be right there. <laughs> Jeez. Let's say I don't think that was loud enough. Well, he just he just stepped away. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of um, and I think it goes both ways. Like Stuart was just saying, you know, there's a uh, you know, it's kind of a love them or hate them kind of thing. And 
and we get I, I'd say a lot of times the the, the biggest thing is like uh, you you get Hollywood's version. Um, that's probably what most people see uh, as a forefront as Hollywood's version of Christians, which can be slightly good or very bad. It's never there's never a a really full force um, good view of that. It's, yeah. it's it seems to be one or the other, um, and that speaks in my opinion of what really culture as a whole is doing as far as that. I mean, yeah, yeah. So sorry. I had to take a sneeze break and blow my nose break. Yeah. I was just saying the, the, the most, um, the, where we see the imitation, uh, most as far as the forefront of what you're actually seeing, uh, not, not people to people or person to person, you know, uh, but what we see as a culture, for imitating uh christians is kind of hollywood oh yeah that's that, that's what's that's what your forefront and it's either um you know kind of good or really bad yeah there's not a there's not a like really good version to where you're imitating on a positive note yeah. it's semi-positive like we need a priest in this scene yeah let's pick the catholics so <laughs> we do actually have a prompt for this and what was the exact prompt we can follow that yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I actually got out of it just so I could look up your your forgotten, my forgotten imitation and fire. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the question of the day. Do, 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 do. See, you need to do a drum. See, you need to bring a drum one day because I know you can do a drum. Uh, what do you think our culture thinks of Christians, and do you agree with that perspective? There's. It's that's a that's a loaded big, question loaded, on top of a question. loaded question. It's a really good question, honestly, but it is a loaded question on top of a loaded question. So what does our culture think about Christians? And, you know, there's Such I mean, it's it's a very deep question. I've said that already, but I guess the question is, where do you start? So that's I think what I was culturally, talking about. I, I think I think a good place to start is. um has our culture always thought of Christians the same way? Yeah, and no. And that's, the reason that's a good place to start. Yeah, no, culture hasn't always thought of Christians the same way in America anyway, as far as the American culture we have now. And the reason I say that is because there was a time, you know, when uh in America anyway, when there was a lot more Christians around. There's right. and it, even if they weren't necessarily Christian, they were a lot more Christian minded. They had a lot more reverence and respect for God and the Word of God, even if they didn't believe it. Right. Um, but that has certainly changed. The culture has changed uh, throughout the years. It's changed many, 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 many times. And so now the question is: is what does the culture see of Christians, and you know, what do they think about it? And just the culture in general, I would say. But Christians in a pretty negative light, especially of now. Yeah, it's it's in my opinion very antagonistic. And whenever you see Christians in movies, the funny thing is, is that unless it's a strictly Baptist movie, which there are those out there, they exist. They exist. Some very good movies, fireproof and stuff like that. Yeah. No other denomination exists except Catholic. <laughs> and, uh, I just brought this up the other night when we were watching. Uh, I don't even remember what movie. Uh, we, we, it was a, um, a U.S. Marshals. We were watching mm-hmm. U.S. Marshals, and I, 
again, I've thought, I, I know I've said it before, but I, I thought it really hard. And then I just said it out loud again. Yeah. I was like, again, boom. The only people on the planet are Catholics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every that's... once in a blue moon, somebody will mention a, de- a denomination, but it's, it's very rare. Yeah. It's just, and nobody knows generic. anything about that in the movie, you know, right. it's just Christian uh, Christianity in general is whatever, you know, Catholics, the robes, mm-hmm. um, possibly some Latin, uh, incense, father, my son, the confessional talking to a priest. Uh, yeah. Incense, the cross. And the only thing you ever hear about is very surface. It's not nothing deep, nothing, no, about, right. nothing about Jesus as a savior. They mention a God. Uh, sometimes they even mention Jesus. Usually I've found whenever they mention Jesus, it's oftentimes in a comical light. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like a, you know, oh man, yeah, I'm, I need, uh, I need help on my test over here, Mr. Teacher Dude. And it's just been really rough. And, uh, you know, what would Jesus do? Huh? Right. It's just like, okay. So, and see, you also have to think about is Hollywood is only one side of that picture. Yeah. So what, what we're, and that that's along the lines, really, I think of what culture would like us to think of yeah. of Christians. I was going to say it's not it's kind of influenced by Christians, but it's also kind of influenced by the world. Right. And so the question is still still standing. And being is, being a Christian, we know that the world is opposed to Christianity in general. Yeah. In so general, it's just the way it is. So you have that, you know, what does our culture think of? And, and, and I, and I think a good way of looking at it, like we were just saying a minute ago, I mean, culture has changed. Yeah. So what is our current culture, uh, that we're involved in today? Yeah. Which we know it's different than our fathers and our grandfathers who have, you know, like you said, much more reverence sure. uh, than we have today. But what, what is the today culture? What does that look like? Honestly, it's very hateful towards Christians. I and, think it is. Uh, the The thing that I would say about it is that Christians don't... Uh, the problem is, is it's something that I've talked to with my wife about this a lot. Um, and if somebody had a negative view towards Christians, even as a Christ, Christian, there's a lot of ground for that. And the reason is because the word Christian has gone to mean something far beyond what Christian should mean. Mm -hmm. Uh, And being a Christian kind of means it could mean anything from believing in a God to um, just, you know, Christian in name only, right? Right. Uh, Somebody will just live the trashiest, you know, most uh, uh, base form of life. And, you know, they'll say that they're Christian— but they just don't live like it at all. There's like no evidence of that in their life at all. No fruits. No fruits at all. And so really, a lot of times people just say that they're Christian to uh, to get a little further in life. They're like, okay, Christians are supposed to be trustworthy. They Honestly, they look at Christians kind of like a Boy well, Scout. So I was, I was they about treat to say, Christianity like Boy Scouts. Yeah, so I, I, out of that, I just had a new question. Like, if that's the case, you know, if, if culture as a whole kind of, you know, despises or looks on Christianity like in a negative light. Why is that the first go-to for mimicking Christians to achieve something? 
Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And it's like I said, they kind of treat Christians like like Boy Scouts. If because if you look at being a Boy Scout, say, uh, all the virtues, which is kind of the big thing that we're going to get to here in a bit, all the virtues of a Boy Scout are very real and everybody can appreciate them. Okay, a Boy Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. I was, a, I was an Eagle Scout, so I've got that memorized. I was not. I was not. So you're. Uh, and I've if heard you're, you say it. If you're Bugs now. Bunny in the in the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon that we used to laugh at, it's a Boy Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, and always helps little ladies cross the street without expectations without expectations recompense neither. <laughs> wow you've said that a couple times yeah 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 and so anyway um you know they're all good attributes they're all good qualities they're all good virtues well i say good good virtue should be that that's redundant should be you know they're good and they're right. virtues um but um anyway christianity is the same way i mean if you look at christianity and let's just look at uh, the law of god you know the ten commandments um Honor your father and your mother. Now, there's a lot of people that do not like their parents, and there's a lot of revolt against parenting as a whole. Yeah. But in general, you know, it it's like it's like life. Life can be really, really bad. It's terrible. You hate your family, but for some reason, everybody gets together and bears with their family around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. And it's like, okay, why do, why do we do it? Why? Yeah, because there's this, there's this base, um, there's this base virtue in honoring your parents or at least your family and stuff in general. Um, I think more family. I, I think I think that's where it leans. Yeah, um, it's more a, uh, it's more out of practice and tradition than desire. Yeah, yeah. And let's say, uh, uh, thou shalt not steal. Well, if you ask anybody, they'll right. tell you that stealing is wrong. And even if they say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with stealing. There's no rights or wrongs. If you reach over and pull their wallet out of their pocket, their pocket, open it and take it. Yeah. And and take a dollar out of it and say, I'm taking this with me. Is that not stealing? And they're going to like, oh, hey, that's mine. And you're like, and some of them will be like, fine, take my wallet. See if I care. It's like, okay, just because they're trying to prove a point. So you take your wallet, your wallet. Then you take their car keys. Oh, Hey, no, that's not cool. You know, if you start stealing from them, they're going to be like, stop it. That's not right. And you're saying, why? Why is it not right? It's just not right. You wouldn't, you shouldn't do that. It's like, why shouldn't you do that? And that's where the question of like, where does morality fit into it? Because what our culture thinks of Christians doesn't necessarily reflect what our culture thinks of morality. And right. You find this because, I mean, I've met um, both people who claim to be the most upstanding Christians on the planet that have mm, what I would call a lacking morality. Even in my younger days, when I had a lacking morality, mm-hmm. I would still consider these people lacking morality. So that's right. very low on the bars. And these people consider themselves to be, you know, these upstanding Christians. Right. And then I've met complete atheists that deny any existence of anything. And oh, they're they just have, amazing people. They're upstanding people that just out they're better than Christians. Else. And you're going, how is how is this even a thing? Like, what, right? what, what have you done? Like, how are you getting this? And that's where the, like that. 
that whole object of morality and Christianity, can you have one without the other? I think you can. I think your life is much more difficult. Mm-hmm willingly if you're denouncing christ but then are trying to live by you know cultural standards i mean all we have to do is ask martin luther how that worked for him i mean you didn't it didn't work yeah and so anyway you've got all of these morals in christianity if you look at christianity without a god if you take god out of the equation all you're left with is a set of morals, a set right. of rules to follow. Exactly. Which, if that's what, and, and that's what a lot of people think about Christianity. Why? Because they do not care about the the God. They do not care about. No, 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 no. They, I don't, I don't think it's that they don't care about the God. I think what it is is they don't want the authority. That's what it is. It's yes. not. It's not a. It's well, they not, don't, I don't care, care about the God. Some of them, and they also don't care to have. A god, right? But I think is I think for both of those, the deeper rooted issue uh-huh. is the authority issue. Yeah, they certainly don't want authority uh, because you have the atheists and and the people who denounce it altogether. Mm-hmm. Those people are, you know, you're kind of they're already lashing out against authority. Yeah, uh, they may have good morals, that's fine, but they're lash. That's why they don't they don't care about it. They don't want to they don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And then you kn- have the flip side, which is the agnostics who. Now these these are kind of an interesting world of people because yeah. they they haven't made up their mind one way or the other. That's true. And so it's not an fair agnostic, to say they don't care about an it. An agnostic is somebody that believes there's a kind of believes there's a, there's a, higher, a higher power, power but they question they what question that what power that is, is and whether you should worship it or not. And generally, it's just like and so it's there's it, something out there. Yeah. So it's unfair to say that that group of people doesn't care because I think they do. I think sometimes right. they might is care there, more than there's a, a there's an authority there for sure. They just don't they know just what don't or care. who it is, and they're still searching that out. And and that's great. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the the end the end thing is I I, I think when you because in order to not care about it, it would just have to be like thrown in the trash. Yeah. And most people who like are atheists and such, these people aren't throwing that in the trash. They're stomping it on the ground, which means there's some, there's some care to that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really just kind of uh, you know, the, the same thing is, as, uh, you know, a- anybody who is object, like a, a disobedient child. Let's, yeah. let's throw that out there. It's not that they don't care about, you know, the person that is, you know, giving them the punishment, they're rejecting the authority they're rejecting that led the to that punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're having, what you call, I don't, you know, they don't care. I think it's just a backlash of authority. It's not that they don't care. Yeah. Um, they just don't like that they're not being told that they can't have, uh, you know, relations intimately with anybody that they want. They're not able to go out and steal somebody's car at willy nilly. Uh, and that's know. a lot of it right there. I, you know, I was talking to a pastor in they Texas. They can't do it. I was talking to a pastor in Texas and he was, he was talking to us and he was just like, you know, um, there was this kid that he was ministering to and the kid had all these questions. He's like, yeah, I can answer these questions. I don't think questions are good. He starts honestly. asking, he starts asking, uh, answering these questions. It's like, Oh wow. I've never seen that before. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And you know, he literally convinces the kid that God is a higher power and this kid has sins and needs to be that he needs uh, to ask forgiveness for. And that, you know, um, uh, that a God that that God Yahweh is worthy of his praise and and 
So anyway, the kid is like, wow, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And so the pastor is kind of like, okay, well, um, uh, how am I doing? Do you, do you want to, do you want to come to church? You want to worship God now? And the kid is like, no, he's like, no, I just proved to you that God is, you know, worthy of worship and praise and you should, you should follow him. The kid is like, yeah, you did a great job. And I believe you a hundred percent. Pastor's like, okay, so where am I missing? Where did I go wrong? And the kid was like, well, regardless of whether I should worship him or not, and I do believe in heaven and I do believe in hell, but I still want to sleep with my girlfriend and I still want to live the way I want to live. And uh, yeah, I want to do my own thing. and I don't want the authority of God. The pastor was kind of like, okay. That's a problem. Yeah. And so that that's just the way the world is. They may even they may recognize every single attribute of God, but they do not worship him. And look at Satan. Satan has a better Satan and his demons have a better uh testimony, a better um, you know, um uh, don't think testimony is the right word. Well, I was gonna say well, testimony maybe. I was gonna say uh, um a better confession of faith. Than a lot of Christians do. And what I mean by that is they know who God is. The devil and his demons know who God is. They, oh, yeah. They uh, know what he's for. They knew they know that he should be worshipped and is reverent. They just don't because they're devils and demons. It's not in their nature. And that and that's so that's what I'm talking about. Well, it's that's, like that's when it's like when Jesus breach. It's like when uh, uh, there was the, the, the man that had the demons in him and the whole town is just like, oh, my God, Jesus, you need to come over here and help this guy. He's just going do something nuts. about this. Yeah, you need to do something about it. So Jesus comes by. And when he comes to the guy, he says, you know, uh, I am legion because there's there's a legion of many. demons in me, in me, and and they start crying out at Jesus, and Jesus says, "Do you know who I am?" They say, "Yes, we know who you are. Who who are you to come here and destroy us before the time?" And Jesus is kind of like, you know, well, uh, <laughs> <God>. yeah, <laughs> kind of. And, and they say, "Please, please throw us into these pigs over here," you know. And Jesus is so Jesus does it. He unleashes the demons into the pigs and they go running and kill themselves in the water. But he gets demon out of the guy. And so these are demons that are over here. and They know who Jesus is. They're like, you're Jesus. You're the son of God. Yeah, they know. We know God. who you are know, 100%. and we hate you. Yeah. And yeah. we're scared of you. And you have people, the world in general, that's just kind of yeah. the way the world in general works is they know who God is. And they, you know, they have the reverence of God, but they don't, worship him and that is a big aspect of christianity that is different from the world is you may fear god you may know who god is you may know that there is a god you may know that you should worship this god but they don't worship the god nor do they love him nor do they do nor do they have a relationship with them right and that's a big difference okay it's a huge difference um and so that's where a lot of the world is lost. You know, they see Christians as this virtue, these, these virtuous people who are to be admired and respected. Right. But it's not their God. And they're like, I'm, you know, I don't do that. I can't believe that, you know, and, uh, right. um, you know, they don't, they don't worship the God. And so that's the way a lot of Christians, I mean, that's the way a lot of, culture our culture thinks about christians because right. they see them as basically the world's boy scouts they're kind of necessary for good society but i don't want to worship that god because i don't want the authority 
that's that's yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it we're gonna take a break right there and we'll be right back all right we are of the back and we are back so um one of the other things that the world thinks about christians is not the world's fault, but the Christian's fault. And that's just a lack of, I think, a lack of Christianity on the on the Christian's part. And the thing is, is that when I say lack of Christianity... I was about to say, I hope you're going to dig deeper into that. Cause... For sure, for sure. When I say lack of Christianity, I mean just like, you know, weakness in Christians, not following God's word, um, shallowness and... In all due respect, that's kind of, you know, you could have a guy who's a perfect Christian, but there's no such thing as a perfect Christian. He's going to make mistakes. And so he might still be one of God's. We don't know. Only God knows. But at the same time, there's a lot of Christians. Christians still sin. They still sin. They still make mistakes. We're not perfect, right? right. And so anytime the world sees some Christian doing something that's not Christian, then the first thing that you hear is hypocrite or even a Christian. And the devil even uses that against Christianity because they'll say, Hey Christian, you remember what you did over there? You remember that? You remember that? You remember that? You're bad. You're really bad. You think God loves you? And that's actually a while of the devil just because um, we do sin. We still sin even as Christians. We're, oh, yeah. we're not perfect. And, you know, the issue is, is that um, Christ saves us from our sin. That's the thing that a lot of people do not understand. That's the thing I think a lot of Christians don't even understand. And I'm not sure if you can't understand. Yeah, there's this a lot of a struggle there. Not. But, um, you know, when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, who is Jesus, who saves us from our sins, right? So... Um, you know, we still sin as Christians, and the Bible says that we will sin. It's true. Mm -hmm. There are some Christians that believe, I don't even know if they're Christians or not, but they believe that just as soon as you become a Christian, boom, you never sin again. That's the last time you sinned. I'm like, that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not true, okay? Um, but... Uh, you know, the difference between somebody who's a, you know, a follower of God and somebody who's not is when we sin, we are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's a lifestyle, there's redemption. There is a, um, a oneness with the father that protects us. And, uh, we are called to perfection, but at the same time, God understands that we're not Christians, and that's the point of Jesus. That's the reason why we have Jesus. And God gives us his laws, and we're to follow them. But if for whatever reason we don't... And the thing is, is that if you are a Christian, if you're truly following God, then the fruits of the Spirit will come. Mm -hmm. They will come. You will become a better person. But Christianity is not morality. Now, Christianity without morality begs the question whether you're a Christian or not. But Christianity in itself is not morality. 
Christianity is the the brokenness, the understanding that we are uh, deserving of damnation and that we have a Savior who died to save us from our sins. He has purchased us with a price. We are His, and we are to serve Him. He is our God. He is our Master. It's an understanding. It's an understanding. And I and think... And it's a changing uh, of the heart. I've actually used, uh, going back to what you just said, I, I, you were in the middle of it, and I didn't want to didn't want to jump in, but uh, going back to what you were saying about the Christians who think that the moment it you got saved uh all goes away and you never do it again so i (laughs) i had the unique ability to use this and i i pat myself on the back a little bit because uh it came to me in one of those moments where it's like the analogy made sense and it just was there um and i said uh the the argument was that and i said okay that's fine um let's assume that your theory is accurate yeah um and I trip on a on a a vine on the on the ground and I fall off a cliff mm-hmm. and you grab me and you pull me back on that cliff. Um, am I never going to trip on another vine again? Uh, chances are you will. I'm clumsy. Yeah, I'm, it's going to happen again. But you saved me, right? So yeah. surely I can't do it again. I am that kind of person that I can do it again. I promise you. I'm looking at it from and that it's way. It's like, same. dude, of course you'll do it again. Exactly. There's so the chances. Like, so what's the chances that you're going to sin again? Yeah, that's great. And I, I pat myself on the back because that came to me when I needed it at yeah. that moment. And it's usually one of those things that you're walking away going, gosh darn it, I should have said that. And the thing um, is about Christianity is that it's something that starts in your heart. Oh, yeah. And it moves out from there. And so when uh, we I mean, see when we see a lineup of five people that all confess Christianity and they all live different lives. Well, Nicodemus said it best. Yeah. You know, when he was describing the way it, it comes and Jesus said it comes like the thief in the night. You know, when when Nicodemus <laughs> came and asked that same question, it was like, mm, you can have five people in the lineup, but it's God who's going to make that decision. Are you That's okay? right. Are you are you over there? Like, I'm just I'm just nervously tapping. Oh, well, you, you like took a drink, coughed, and then started tapping. And I was like, um, <laughs> these three things don't usually yeah, go together yeah. in joy. But no, what I was going to say is like, um, like we can have a lineup of five people that all confess Christianity. And at the end of the day, I could look at every, every single one of them. I could look at the depthness. I could look at their lives. I could look at everything they do, how they spend their money. Just and I could make, apart. I could make a, a logical assessment, an educated assessment of which one is a Christian and which one isn't, or put them on a spectrum. But at the end of the day, I don't know because only God sees the it's, heart. It's kind of not my job. That's, that's it is. It's not. It's not your job. It's not my job. That's, that's what. Um, and so the thing is, is that we can. God gives us the fruit of the spirit, right? And so we're called to judge at least other Christians. We are. And so if we're called to do that, then the question, the natural question is like, wow, if you're called to judge on their Christians, then, you know, you know, how can you not tell if someone is a Christian or not? Well, the thing is that we have a really good idea. We probably I can only know, look at the fruits. I can only, but look that's at the all fruits. we can do is look at the fruits. You know, when you see uh, an apple tree, Bill, Bill Hill has a great analogy. He likes to, uh, he likes to, uh, like it's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. A fruit tree. Yeah. An apple when tree. you see an apple tree, 
you don't look at it and go, oh, those are pineapples or those are cherries. You say, no, 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 no. Those are apples. I know because it looks like an apple. Okay. However, when you take a fruit off and take a bite out of it, it tastes like an apple. When you look at the tree and the fruit that it produces, like it's an apple tree. I just know it is. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, if you're walking through an apple orchard, you know, uh, and, and you've never seen an apple tree before, and you have no idea what an apple tree looks like, and you're walking through an apple orchard and you run across a tree that has no fruit in the middle of an apple orchard, right? you have two questions. A, or you, you have two resolves right, right. that you can come to. A, it's uh, not an apple tree. Right. Or it's a very sick apple tree. Or it's a very but sick it's in the middle tree. of an apple orchard, so it should be an apple tree. And if it's not, then it doesn't need to be here. Right. And so those are your two those are your two resolves is A, it's a very sick apple tree that needs nourishment. Or it's not an apple tree. Or it's not an apple tree. Yeah. And when you come to that conclusion, that's that's the best way to determine someone's fruits. Yeah. You know, are you are you just, you know, in need of that kind of help and in which, you know, you actually need the Lord? Or is it one of those things like I was talking about earlier where you're just so against the authority that none of it matters. You don't even want to be right. an apple tree. Right. Um, those are your resolves. That's what it is. Yeah. And so sanctification is the process of you have become a Christian. You are a Christian. You are a follower of God. You are one of God's. But Christ is sanctifying you. He's, you know, uh, um, he's making you more holy throughout your life. Right. He's drawing you closer and closer and closer to him. You're already his, but he's progressively and constantly and every single day working on you. And so you will show the fruits of the spirit. You will show fruits of being a Christian, you might not show it as strongly as somebody else, right? but it's still there. And God knows it's there, whether, you know, somebody else does or not. Um, but what I was going to say way early is um, one way that Christians and the devil uses this too. Um, but one way that Christians actually don't help themselves in the world, as far as portraying a Christian image all right, so I mean, we had sorry, we had a little technical difficulty, but we're we're right back. Um, so you know, it's uh, just a fig newton of your imagination. We didn't <laughs> have a technical difficulty. Uh, so anyway, whenever whenever the Christian, whenever whenever the world thinks about Christians, I love Christians, how you said whenever the Christians. Right. What are you, Stuart? No, <laughs> uh, when the world thinks about Christians, oftentimes it's really um, the Christians don't help themselves because of sin and stuff like that in their lives. And if they're not le leading a Christian life, uh, then when non-believers see that, they mock well, it. So it goes back that's to why the saved thing, right? What I was talking about tripping over the the vine, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, it goes back to that. Well, once you're a Christian, aren't you always good and you never do anything wrong? Yeah. Right, right, right. No. And the problem is, is that you know uh, that's not the way that's not the way Christians are. They're not always going to be perfect. They're going to sin. Uh, I would hope that Christians would at least... Well, the, the difference between Christians as far as sinning goes is that we ask forgiveness for our sins. We acknowledge that we have sinned. It's like, we know that's bad. We're trying to be better. I'm sorry, God, you know. Um, and so the problem is, is that a lot of our churches are just messed up, and they're going so far from Christianity that 
he really begs the question whether they're Christian or not. And I do believe that there's a lot of churches out there that are absolutely not Christian. And so when the world sees Christianity, they see people that are not following God's law. They're against God's law. They're inconsistent with God's law. And, you know, it just looks really, really bad. And it gives a really false impression of what Christianity is. And so, like I said, quote-unquote, Christians are not helping themselves at all because they have gone so far from Christianity that a lot of them, I would say, should not even be considered Christians. Again, I do not know the heart. I am not the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not the one who looks into somebody's heart and, and, and says, you know, where they go at the end days. But I will say that as far as... Um, as far as the fruits of the Spirit goes, we can look at our churches and see that they are not following God. And that's talking about as a general rule. If you look at a generalized Christian, a generalized Christian is not very Christian at all. They follow the world. They follow worldly tactics. They, you know, they look at things like abortion and they're like, oh, a woman should have a right, you know, to her body. There are there are there are, are quote-unquote Christians out there who Sorry. believe that abortion is okay that homosexuality is okay and actually should be endorsed you know God loves all of his homosexuals and that comes from that God is love stuff we've right. talked about this and the problem is is that it's 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 one aspect that people focus on is God's love because everybody loves to be loved you know, people love to be loved. And so when somebody is, uh, when you talk about love, the love of God, God is love. You know, even somebody who's not a Christian, you could be a Muslim, you could be a Hindu, you could be a Buddhist, you could be um, an Indian rain dancer. I don't know. But when you talk about love, all of the above are going, well, yeah, love is a good thing. I love. I love people, you know, love is a good thing. Love is what makes life worthwhile. Everybody agrees that love is good. It's a virtue. But the thing is, is that God is not just love. That is one attribute of God. He is also truth. He is justice. He is an angry God. He's uh, a jealous God. He's a jealous God. <clears throat> And these people down here on earth are making him upset. And so um, when you when you only focus on one attribute of God and don't look at anything else, then it's easy to worship the wrong God, you know. And so anyway, uh, that's why I say that Christians and when I say Christians, I do say, quote unquote, Christians uh give christians a bad name and one thing that takes i don't know exactly if i should say this or not but like if if somebody did some big heinous sin and everybody saw that and was like whoa that's you know christians do that huh you know and this guy was just like you know um if he came out and said hey what i did was completely wrong and then took every step biblically to ask God forgiveness for his sins, to ask forgiveness from the church, to step down from whatever position he was in, um, where he shouldn't be because of you know this this sin that's uh, natural to him, 
and these other, you know, everything. If he does all this, you know, we might look at him and be like, you know, well, he did something terrible. But if he follows that process that God gives of, you know, asking forgiveness for his sins and then works to correct those ways, then I could look at him and say, hey, he he, uh, you know, he sinned, but he asked forgiveness of those sins and he's put that behind him. That sin does not define him. And that is, you know, I could look at somebody like that and say, that is a Christian right there. He's, he's being a Christian. But when somebody sins and then they kind of cover it up and then they're like, you know, oh, well, maybe this is actually what Christians do, you know, and then they just follow that rabbit hole. It's like, is he really a Christian at all? It really right. begs the question. And so it's a paradox of, of kind of query. Right, questions. right. And you know, so one, one important thing to remember is regardless of what the world thinks about Christians, because if the world hates Christians, that's one thing. But if the world just has no respect for Christians because of them not even following their own religion, that's completely different. You know, because Jesus says, I do not come with, I, you know, I, I come with the sword. I come to divide father from son, mother from daughter, brother from brother and you know, brother from sister, you know, Jesus himself acknowledges that uh, the the word, the truth of Christianity, the, the, the word of, of, of God is divisive, that not everybody is called to be a Christian. Not everybody is of God. And those that are against God will fight against him. Um, and there's a lot of people that are against God that come to God later in life. God calls them later in life, just like Paul, who was Saul, who fought strongly against the Christians, hated them and persecuted them, put them in prison and just watched them die. And then God whacked him with the two by four of, you know, who the heck do you think you are and why are you persecuting me? And, you know, uh, God draws Saul now Paul to himself. Um, and so anyway, there's there's a lot of Christianity that is getting perverted. And so the world sees that and can mock that. They have something that they can mock. And it really adds to the worldview of Christianity just because Christians are so weak right now. Uh, and when I say Christianity, I mean as a general. You know, there are some churches that I think are just doing fantastically great. You know, uh, maybe they're following God's law a little bit closer than somebody else or some other churches. But at the same time, um, when they do that, it really gives the world ammunition to use against them, and Satan can get a foothold into mock Christians. And so I guess at the end, the question being answered being. What do we think that uh, our culture thinks about Christians? I think that they, they first off, they do not understand us. Second off, they have a faulty opinion of us. Third off, a lot of them don't even know what Christianity <coughs> is. Right. They right. hear about it. They see it on TV. They hear the word God. They hear the word Christ. They hear the word so love, lack of, lack they, of don't know, they don't know what all those things mean. They have a lack of understanding, a lack of, of uh, respect overall, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and with that comes the animosity. Yeah, that, that and a lot of them, created. a lot of them like Phil Robertson, you know, the Duck Commander. A lot of them are like Phil Robertson. 
somebody introduces Christ and he's like, who's Christ? I'm like, well, he's, you know, he's like, I know who the, I know the name. They're like, well, he's the creator of all things. He's the son of God. And he's like, tell me more. Tell me more. And he's like, well, he died on the cross to save you from your sins. You sin every day. And when you sin, you're deserving of damnation. And Christ and that, died. That is a cultural issue. The fact yeah. that it is not actually, you know, it, it's becoming more of a lost, um, a lost religion. I hate to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's becoming a problem as it is. Yeah. Um, but fear not. We have more on this. A lot more, actually. Yes. So we have guests tomorrow. Yep. To finish answering this and finalizing the second question, which yeah. is, I guess, actually, why do we uh, do we support that? Do we do we agree uh, with what the, the world says? Yeah, the word the, the wording like escaped me. I guess now we're even. Uh, you didn't. You missed your quote earlier, which I yeah I, I know I know, but it never happens to me. I'm just kidding. Do never. you agree with that? Perspective? It's never happened before. That's a never, never, no. <laughs> Um, do we agree with that perspective? And that'll, that'll be what we're covering tomorrow. Yeah. So with that, Stuart, would you like to pray us out? Sure. I'll pray us out. Great father in heaven. We thank you so much for this podcast. And I pray Lord that you would, um, uh, put words on our mouth, fill us with the Holy spirit so that we can speak truth, uh, so that we can see truth when it is before us so that we can, uh, recognize the smell, the taste and the feel of your your truth lord your word and i pray that you would uh speak to others through us lord we uh have imperfections when we speak we forget things and we say things that aren't a hundred percent true you know we, we say things that later on we're like oh wait a minute i shouldn't have said this i should have said something else uh lord we are imperfect we're not perfect but lord you can still use us you can still use us um to bring others to christ to share your love, to spread your word, to convict others in their heart. Lord, spread your Holy Spirit, spread your gospel through us. And I pray that um, uh, people who are not Christians who are listening to our podcast would say, oh, that's that's really interesting. That's really cool. It's you know, so what a couple of Texans think about uh, God's word. Um, and maybe they'll, they'll look a little bit more into it and maybe have a relationship with you, God. And for those Christians out there listening, I pray that they would say, hey, that's really good. These guys are funny, and um, we enjoy listening to them, and they enjoy spending time with us and uh, listening to our podcast. And so I pray, Lord, that at the end of the day, we would be a blessing to all those who hear us. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, be with us this day and uh, bless our podcast tomorrow and pray that we would um, praise your holy name. And uh, I pray that we would always... Praise your holy name and continue to praise your holy name with this podcast and everything that we do. Uh, send us home sweetly, and it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that, y'all, we'll see you tomorrow. And adios. adios.